Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. What's up, family? It's a huge, and I mean huge, show today. We got to start off by talking about the Cowboys and the Eagles. Now, which team is better? How wide is the gap? Both teams undefeated with their current quarterbacks. But besides that, how about rest in the NFC East? Carson Wentz, you will not believe what his head coach said about him. I've never heard anything like it before in my life. You also won't believe this. Devontae Adams shoving a cameraman post-game. Should he be suspended? What should the punishment be? That's Dave. That's Joy. That's Shady. Honestly, though, Shady, what should the punishment be for you wearing Cowboys colors, big dog? Oh, that's not Cowboy colors. That's blue and white. No, 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 no. blue and white. No, that's Eagle colors right there. (laughs) It's it's, it's, just... Oh! Yeah, he got to work on that. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as good. No, you're not flying it's, very it's far. Not, oh, man. first time for everything. Yo, why are you giving me no dap today, though? Oh, my bad, What's big dog. On? My Come bad, on. big dog. You're right, you're right, you're right, right. That's on me. Anyway, let's get things rolling with the game last night, which everybody was watching. Chiefs, Raiders, what a game. Chiefs were down by 10 in the second quarter. Patrick Mahomes with a quartet of touchdowns to Travis Kelsey. One, two, three, four. Count them up, count them up, count them up. Raiders battled. End of the game, they went for two. They did not get it. Chiefs win. Patrick Mahomes wins. Chiefs once again doing what they do best. And the Raiders won in four. I'm thinking to myself, though, 2-5, watching the game, that was a terrible Raiders loss. Terrible Raiders loss. Like, a good one. As much as I want to give credit to the Chiefs, here's why it was so bad, America, if you at home watching. Travis Kelsey might be the most talented tight end in the history of football. Not the most long playing. Not that has the greatest longevity. Just strict talent. Okay. Receiving tight ends. Yeah, right, right. And you let him score one, two, three, four touchdowns. That's embarrassing. It's yeah. literally defensive coaching malpractice. You should be able to stop the one player that you know is going to get the ball. As much as I want to praise the Kansas City Chiefs, I can't because as a former defender in the National Football League, it was pathetic watching the Raiders try to defend against Travis Kelsey in the red zone. That's their one guy. For the rest of the season, America, that will be their one guy. And the Raiders couldn't do nothing about it. Where do you stand? Good Chiefs win, bad Raiders loss. I- I'm going to go with a good Chiefs win, right? I've been tough on them just because Tyreek Hill is leaving and, and seeing if that offense can, can maintain that firepower. And-, and it showed me last night that the Chiefs have the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. He's getting it done, bro. So he you said is it was Josh Allen three weeks ago. Uh, no, but it's just like, 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 like really watching him. Like, hear me out. I'm okay. hearing you. I, so when I, when I watch Josh Allen, now uh, Josh is playing great, right? Of He's course. playing great right now, too. But the difference is, like, he has a number one receiver, right? Stephon Diggs. He has a, a, a number one guy. They don't have it over there. Their best offensive weapon is a tight end, right? And, and, and granted, it is Travis Kelsey, and he's a, a dog, but he's been perfect. 
Patrick Mahomes has been perfect. You played for the Chiefs. You won a Super Bowl for the Chiefs. Admit on national television it was your text messages by your former teammates that assuaged your opinion. Tell the world. No, it's not that. It's that like he's playing lights out. Patrick Mahomes plus Andy Reid is showing me what it really is. Like, that's a special combination. Did you see him last night? I seen him. Step up in the pocket, throwing. He about to get hit, throwing the sidearm. Like, he's showing me why he really is that guy. He's he that guy. Good Chiefs win. Joy, where do you stand? Bad Raiders loss, good Chiefs win. That's a bad Raiders loss. We all picked the Chiefs to win last night, mm-hmm. right? Expected them to win in Arrowhead at home. Those fans going crazy. For the Raiders to be in this game the way that they were and to let that get away, that is a rough way to lose. If you go in there and the Chiefs dominate or they're in control the whole time, okay, like that's expected. It's on the road. That's a hard place to play. It's in division. But to have a chance to try and steal a game the way that you've been playing this year against the Kansas City Chiefs, they had multiple opportunities to win this game. And to your point, all you got to do is stop Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, the only one scoring. So it's it, to me, if I'm the Raiders, I'm and we saw how frustrated they were. I'm frustrated because that felt like a missed opportunity for the Raiders to me to to win, to go into Arrowhead and steal, not just a win against the Chiefs in division, but really to reset your season. They were right there. If this was a blowout or the Chiefs had been ahead the whole time, I wouldn't feel the same way about it. Like they had an opportunity to win that game. Mm. Can I admit something kind of messed up? I'm not even that impressed by what the Chiefs did because I just expect it from the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like yep. they're yep. down 17 nothing in the first half. I'm like, "Oh, they're the run's coming. The Chiefs are coming." Then in the second half, like this is how silly it is. Like Kelsey keeps catching touchdowns. They take the lead as everybody but maybe the most diehard Raiders fans expected them to. But then the Raiders come back and tie it. I mean, yep. they didn't wind up tying it. They go for two, they don't get it. The Chiefs drive and they had to punt, remember? And I remember thinking like Damn, that's kind of disappointing, Patrick Mahomes. Like, you can't close this thing out. Like, that is the standard that I hold the Chiefs to, that they came back from 17-0. And I'm like, ah, that's light work for a Monday. So, I mean, it's a bad Raiders loss because I don't even think of that as a super impressive performance by Chiefs standards. More so, the Raiders had it, man. Like, I mean, like that is as well as you can play the Chiefs Mm. at Arrowhead and to not get it, that bites. Joy hit the nail on the head. If you go up 17-0, Shady, let me ask you. Opposing team is up 17-0. You don't have Tyree Kill. All you have is Travis Kelsey. You have been on that team before. What is the state of mind on the sideline if you are the Kansas City Chiefs? 17 Oh, that's nothing. In a playoff game, when I won the championship there, we were down against the – Cleveland um, Browns? No, 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 no. The Titans. The Titans. Yep. Right? 24 points or something like that? Like 20. It was a lot to a little. I remember and, that. And over there, it was nothing. We got this. We got it. And, sh- and sure enough – Scoring, touchdowns, touchdowns, scoring, get a stop, touchdowns. That offense is, is like crazy. And, and last night, what I, what I really watched and paid attention to is that they don't look super fast like before. Before they look super fast. Yeah. Tyreek, then you got – he's doing the jet sweeps, then you got McCole Hartman doing stuff. They just look efficient. Like, like uh, you know, running the ball, little quick screens, little pass, little quick passes. Like, they look like a machine running, bro. And they – it's scary. It's scary because they're doing so well with not the same type of, like, looking talent. It was, it was the Texans, I remember now. Uh, Texans. Houston, Texans. Houston, oh, Houston was in yeah. the playoffs not that many years ago, yeah. which is crazy. How but, yeah. has your opinion changed so drastically? It was just two weeks ago because you was on the set telling the whole world you know it is. Chiefs not the same squad. They not, they're not the same squad. But they're, they're, they're running like a machine. I'm used to seeing big plays. Since I've known Andy Reid, I was a 20-year-old kid. He called me up, and I was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We're going to take you with the 53rd pick. When I got there, I, I seen the way he, he recruits, the way he, he, he signs players, he, he drafts players. He drafts speed, big big play capability type of guys. They only had that. Juju, I mean, 
He, he, I can do that. What he's doing out there, he's, he, he's D'd up. He's covered. He's not even scaling drops every other pass. But they're running like a machine. I'm not, I'm not seeing them 30, 40-yard passes. They're not you, you watching it. They are, they are different. So they are. They, they look different, but they're still effective. That's what I'm saying. Like, that really watching the last couple of weeks, I'm really watching them dissecting the team. Like, wow. They're not as explosive, but they're like a machine now. Speaking of being ineffective, let's talk about what was ineffective, rather. Joy, that two-point conversion. We were all watching it. Chiefs, they go up 32-23. Raiders, they come back. It's 29-30. to Have a pivotal decision to make. Yeah. Josh McDaniels, you're in Arrowhead. It's on the second time as a head coach. First time it didn't go so well. It's not going so well this second time. You can either go for two and take the lead, go up 31 to 30, go for two, you miss it, you're down 29 to 30, which is inevitably what happened, or just kick the field goal, tie it, play it safe, maybe going to overtime. The Raiders ended up going for two. As you likely know, they did not get it. Joy, are you okay with the decision? <sighs> I, this is where I've landed with these going for it on fourth and one and going for it on two, going for two. If you get it, you're a genius. If you don't, you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. So just do what you think is best. Yeah. That's just at the end of the day. I know there's analytics that can predict this and all that. That's all good and fine. But it's the same conversations that we constantly have. If, if he gets it, he's a genius and they win, amazing. Do it every single time. If they don't, we're having this conversation about whether it was a good choice or not. Yep. But at the end of the day, this really isn't that important to me. I would have kicked the field goal and made it even. Because even if you do get score That's two, yep. they can still win with a field goal. So yep. it's not like you're putting yourself out of reach. Mm -hmm. You're still going to have to score again. So you might as well tie it. But you had opportunities to win the game after this. What was there, four minutes, 27 seconds left on the clock? This wasn't the last play of the game. You had opportunities after this to win the game, to get back in it. They catch that ball, they're in field goal range. Yep, yep. So this is – I can't pass. really get too explosive about this particular call. While I would have kicked the field goal, you had multiple opportunities to go and win the game. So good choice, not a good choice. It really doesn't matter. Go win the game if you really like that. Which that's, that's why it was a great choice. Because, they, first of all – if they get it, that, that's the game-winning points. The Chiefs didn't score again. I just said, like, I was surprised, but they stopped them. They stopped them and forced a punt. So not only – the Chiefs did not score any more points. So if you get it, you have the game-winning points. And even then, after stopping them after not getting it, they had a chance to drive and win the game at the end. So even having not gotten it, they still had an opportunity to win the game in the final minutes. I, I loved it. On the road, the Chiefs are feeding off their crowd. You get the yeah, confidence yeah. Of, of making a comeback. Right. Try to win that thing. This is why football's fascinating, though, 2-5, because I was okay with the decision to go for it. Right. I'm never going to question a coach in the moment, yeah. right, in that specific moment going for two. I didn't love it, though, for the opposite reason of what Dave just said. The Chiefs didn't score any more points, but it's because they only had three downs to do so. Right. They were ahead. Three downs, punt the ball yeah. on fourth down. If the Chiefs were trailing, in the event the Raiders do go and get that, and the Chiefs are trailing 31 to 30, right. oh, you're going to give Mahomes and Reed four downs to go down the field? I feel like by going for two, you were enticing the Chiefs to be even more dangerous than they already were. That was my only train of thought. I know you were watching the game closely. Yeah. What do you think? I, I like the decision, right? Because, okay, like you talked about, if they got to they drive the whole field and they get a field goal, well, their main kicker, who's a beast, he was hurt. hurt. Yep. So now you're depending on the backup to win the game. He's never been in a situation before, so I do like it. But what I don't like, uh -oh. the four-for-one call, which right, where, where, yeah. they, where they ran to each other. My thing oh, is, God. why are we running a, a, a route 10 yards downfield? 
That's real. But here, let me, let me, let me counter terrible. that. I was crazy. But let me counter that. If I'm not mistaken, their first touchdown, eight minutes, 27 seconds in the first quarter. In the first one, quarter. Deep ball. First quarter. Pass to Devontae Adams. So you live by the sword. You die by the sword. That same not in the first quarter. One, you mean not in the fourth quarter? I'm, yeah. You're saying that play was in the first quarter. Yes, sir. That was, that's cool. Yes, sir. Not in the fourth quarter. You can, yo, you can dial up so many different plays. It's fourth and one. You can run the ball. You can do whatever. Um, 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 my thing is you put a, a defense in, in a bind. It's four for one. Game time. Look, they thinking how you thinking. We got to stop them. We got to get it. Not no freaking 10, 15-yard pass. That was crazy. But don't you want to go to the best player in that moment? The not, best player is Devontae Adams by any means. How do you know for not, sure that's who he was throwing at? They took each other out of the play. Not 15 yards downfield. You could dice up slants. You could do all type of stuff. Joy, talk, talk about that. How that did you crazy feel call. about the fact that even later on in the game, <laughs> or even to Shady's point, they kicked that field goal on fourth and one earlier in the game. Right. It was just a lot of indecision. Do you, well, do you yeah, need more that's consistency? That's what I'm saying. I don't feel like they were consistent in their, their desire to be aggressive. Like, be aggressive when you have the time. So why would you kick the field goal there, go for it on fourth and one there? When you kick the field goal, that makes more sense to me than going for for two, going for two at the end of the game. But that particular moment is what was what stood out to me. Not going for two. How does that happen? How do you? At first, I was like, "Oh wow, that's going to be a big penalty." Obviously, yeah, right, right. It, was, it had to be pass interference because they got they're all over the field. Hey, There's bodies flying everywhere. You know route concepts. How would from a defender? I have my own perspective, but you talk to me as a guy who has over fifteen thousand yards, including nearly four thousand receiving yards in the league. How's that happen? I don't know. I guess it was like a go and, a, and an out route. But my thing is, it's so far upfield. Why? What? It's, that was it's what was one yard. Why are we? If you want to do pick routes, do it at the line of scrimmage. They, yo, they were playing man, bump and run man, because they didn't know if it was going to be a run or not. I just can't believe that happened. I had to watch it like five times. I, just, I, I'm like, I was I, expecting the flag live, and then yeah, I watched I, it, and I was like, no, they and, tackled each other. That's not a flag. I don't see this. I guess bad Not only did they have – those were their two most dependable wide receivers. Right. Devontae right. Adams, the best wide receiver in football, and Hunter Renfro, the second-best third-down wide receiver or clutch wide receiver in football by percentage. And those two ran into each other. Raiders are going to raid trouble. Coming up, you got to watch out for the NFC East, or should I say NFC Beast? Because that's the Eagles, baby. Beasted. Okay, you're wearing blue and white, so calm down. Calm down. Anyway, <laughs> Eagles, Cowboys, Shady, Dave, how wide is the gap in that division? You are going to want to hear this. This is a matchup of the year so far. We're going to talk about it. That's next. Speak. Dave, you look good in green, man. You do. Thank you, sir. Genuinely do. You look great in green, actually. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, family? Y'all know we all live two lives. Let's check in on our social life. Ben Simmons, um, I guess he was seen. Is that shooting a jumper? Shady, I'm not entirely sure. J-Mac on tweet, I can't stop laughing at this Ben Simmons shot. (laughs) So uh, let me clap, though. At least he shot the ball, man. At least, hey. at least he shot the ball. <laughs> That's where you're going. We, we just want to shoot a little layup. You know what I mean? A little free throw. How do you feel about Ben Simmons? As like a person or a player? As a player. As a player. Um, you're a Philly I guy. Think, he's a Philly, I, I think he's, a Philly I guy. I think he's really great on defense. I think he handles the ball well. I think he lacks heart, right? I think he lacks heart, and he don't really shoot the ball. 
That's something. That is, uh, that's something right there. I mean, he wasn't really trying to make it. You know, he probably just trying to, you know what I'm saying? Is he ever? Jesus <laughs> Christ, Shady. Uh, okay, we're moving on. Oh, the NFC East is the talk of the NFL right now. Eagles, only undefeated team in the league. But on the other side of town, the Dallas Cowboys, they've won four straight. You see Jalen Hurts, and there you see the Cowboys defense. They got each other this week at the link. Eagles favored by five and a half at home That's Sunday it. night. It's about to get spicy. Shady going to be there. Dave might be there. They're not going to be there together. It's going down. Anyway, um, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Can we come on camera? Enough seeing Jalen Hurts. I see him plenty of this. Thank week. you. I'm ready to play. Yo, I'm ready to suit up and play Shady right now, baby. This is, a, this is a true story, Joy and Dave. Okay. Shady, Shady and I were a part of this. I'm going to let y'all in. So it's this morning. It's uh, 1045 in the morning. I'm sitting here on the stair stepper. I'm watching the 2014 Cowboys-Eagles matchup. This is a true story. I'm sitting here watching the game. Which I'm, one? Second one. The one we lost. The one that Dallas gave watch you that work. Watch was, your mouth. Watch your mouth. Brutal. You, your mouth, rough. you watch it. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, but I played in that one, so I'm rewatching that joint. Shady gonna come up. Hey, what you doing, bro? I'm like, hey, I'm watching the old game. He like, am I giving them crazy work? I'm like, you are, but we're losing 21-0. He was like, oh, okay. That sounds about right. The, the end of that story. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's talk about this matchup. Cowboys-Eagles. Cowboys are 4-1. and one. Eagles are 5-0. and oh. Joy, how wide is the gap between those two teams? I think it's pretty significant. I, I do. I've seen the Cowboys be bad this year. Bad. Bad to the point where we were calling for the end of the season bad. True. It was the sky is falling bad. I haven't seen that from the Cowboys because I haven't even seen the Cow- or the Eagles because I haven't even seen them lose yet. Mm-hmm. I really don't think there's any great teams in the NFL this year. Every team has something about them that you're we're not really sure about. We want to kind of wait and see. We know there's good teams, but to me, there's three good teams that we are we are sure are really good teams. And then there's everybody else. It's the Buffalo Bills, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's the Philadelphia Eagles. There we go. There's tears. Those three, there you go. everybody else. Good that's job. what it good is job. right good now. Good job, Doc. That Thank sounds you. about right. Thank you. Right? I feel like that's accurate. Yeah. I think that's really how everybody feels if they're being honest. Now, this conversation might not go that way, but the Cowboys have things that you can be concerned about. And the biggest gap comes at the most important position, which is the quarterback position. Mm. Jalen Hurts is having an excellent season. Cooper Rush is performing well. They are winning. That's important. But he's not putting up numbers that you're writing home about. He's just not. They're winning because of their defense and because of his, of his ability not to turn the ball over, which is significant, yeah. but it's not crazy when you look at his statistics. And I know they're not everything, but they haven't been in a situation where they've had to come from behind more than seven points. They've only trailed, I think, a little over 12 minutes in all the games he's played so far this season. So to me, there is a very significant gap between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Right I, I love that take. Um, I don't agree with it, but I love it. I don't think there's a gap between these two squads. It's even. I think it's even. Mm. Uh, now, if there is a gap, the gap is at quarterback, clearly. Jalen Hurts, Cooper Rush. If there is a gap, it's there. Okay. We'll talk about if Dak Prescott should, uh, should come back, when he should come back. Any gap that exists between the Cowboys and the Eagles, the Cowboys' defense makes up for. Okay. For any gap, for the wide receiver gap, because the Eagles clearly have a better wide receiver room, the Cowboys' defense, I would say, makes up for. For the tight end gap, because I believe Dallas Goddard is better than an injured Dalton Schultz. The Cowboys' defense makes up for. For the quarterback gap, because we all know Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Cooper Rush, the Cowboys' defense makes up for. Any gap that might exist between the Cowboys and the Eagles, I think the Cowboys' defense makes up for. And that's where I lie. That's where I sit as I assess this game right now. Offensively, I like the Cowboys' running back room. I like their Eagles' receiver room. 
I like the O-lines equally right now because my lot is not, not healthy right now, and Jason Kelsey is much of a beast as he is, and he's a first-bout Hall of Famer. God, I hope he can play this Sunday. So offensively, offensive line, I'm like, they're kind of the same. Quarterback, give me the Eagles all day. But then you go defensively. Go ahead, defense. Go ahead. Go defense. When I go defensively, defensive line, I'll go Eagles. Linebacking core, Cowboys. Safeties, I go Cowboys. Cornerbacks, I go Eagles. So when I look at it, I'm like, bruh, I can't find a gap that's wide enough for me to really put concrete faith in either squad. I say it like this, and Shady, I can't wait to hear your response. Yeah. If you gave the Eagles the Cowboys schedule, in my mind, Bucks, then Bucks, Bengals, Giants, Commanders, Rams, I think the Eagles would have a loss. Okay. So as I look and at if, it, and if you switch it, and if you switch it, it is what it is. Would they, they be undefeated? You think the Cowboys? No, I think okay. I, I don't. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys would be undefeated in that schedule. But I think the Eagles would have a loss if they face that that Cowboys schedule. So that's where I'm staying with the doll. You tell me, break it down. So since you brought up other teams, let's do that. Let's right? do it. So when we watched a good team like the Bucks, mm-hmm. right? When the Cowboys with this great defense playing against the Bucks, they had two sacks, yep. and that was by Parsons, right? Mm-hmm. Made great plays, right? <clears throat> The, the Bucks made adjustments. They start chipping them. Mm-hmm. And that was, then I was into that, right? I watched Leonard Fournette run up and down the field. They bullied the Cowboys. See, I, I felt like the Cowboys was a good team because I, I truly do. I had to go to the film room, right? We all talk about the stats. And I love stats, but I like to go to my eyeballs. Talk to him. When I watched that game, right, they got bullied up front. So when I watched the Eagles, I think they run the ball better than, than, than the Bucks. Now, it might be different, but they run the ball better and their quarterback can run. So now you have to prepare even more for the running game. I watched the last game with the Cowboys, or um, with the Char- oh, my Chargers, the um, Arizona Cardinals against the Eagles. That last drive, what did we do? Ran the ball down their throats. Ran the hell out of it. It's called bully ball, right? Bully ball, you know what that is. <laughs> so I want to see when all these great pass rushes that the Dallas Cowboys have, when we line up and we just run the ball Why down their throats. Quotes? Huh? Why you put great pass rushers in quotes? I'm, I'm, I'm going to Everybody loves to say how old, you know, the, the Cowboys. Are, like, give Parsons his love because he's a, a, a different type and of player. Marcus he's Lawrence. a pass rusher. I, I'm, I'm not giving Demarcus Lawrence, like, like the, the Parsons talk. He's good, uh, and I think Parsons is different. So all I'm saying is this. When you put bullies next to the other bullies, let's see who's the bigger bully. And the bigger bullies in Philadelphia, you know that. I mean, the beauty, the beauty of it is, oh, like... Oh, Cameron, get me. Hold up. No, don't miss that. <laughs> yeah. How did you do it, Dave? He's a lot better than me. <laughs> don't make me do it again. Come on. No, I'm not. No, don't even, don't even put the one shot on me. I'm not doing it. Sunday night, it's going to be... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and real quick, I am going to the game, right? I'm going to be there. Can I come? Not with me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> better right. call Dez, Brian, or Dak. See what they can do. Be like, new I phone, wait. this? I'm going to pay right now. How wide is the gap, Dave? The beauty of it is we don't have to wait very long to figure it out, right? Like, we'll get to see on Sunday night. I, I do think there is a gap. I don't think it's substantial. But I, I, I'm, I'm, it, it's very interesting because the two biggest differences are the two most important things in football. Quarterback, pass rush, right? That's who gets paid in football, the guy who throws the ball and the guy who gets paid to put the quarterback on the ground. I think the Eagles have a definitive advantage in the quarterback department. There's just no way around that. The Cowboys have a pass rush that could neutralize damn near any quarterback. Even Tom Brady, they did. They did. The Bucs ran the ball so well against the Cowboys. You're not wrong at all, Shady. But they even neutralized Tom Brady. They sacked him twice in the red zone. The Bucs scored one touchdown in that game. They scored 19 points. Up, like, and, up and down the field. And we're a better red zone team than the Cowboys. What matters the at the end of the game? How many points you have? That's true. If you stop the offense in the red zone after we'll they see. run it between the 20s and they kick a field goal, that's a good that's thing a, at the win. end of the day. Uh, let me ask you real, one more question, right? So – 
I think the Eagles' offensive line is pretty good, right? Healthy, it's bang, healthy, it's banged line. up. Okay, well, we'll it see. We'll see, banged we'll see who's out there Sunday. What was the question? You I, didn't ask a question. Because my question is, do you think that that defensive line, right, with the Cowboys, is going to dominate the, the Eagles' line like they do doing everybody else? Dominate, but they'll make life tough on them, especially they, if Mylotta and Kelsey can't But it's going to be a different, though. If we held, it's going to be a different story. From watching our line. Okay, like if I was okay. six inches taller, yeah. I'd, I'd, I could play sports. Well, like, well, what do you want well, from well, me? Well, like, first, get out of here. Well, first of all, we if... got to wait until to, to, to the, the last ruling of who's playing, who's not playing. I doubt that Kelsey's going to miss a game. I've never seen I it. tend to agree with you about that, but I still think the oh, offensive line you is. You said what would you say? I, if, I had to bet, <laughs> if I had to bet on Wednesday, I think J, uh, Jason Kelsey would play in this game. And that offensive line against that defense line. It's not like everybody else. It's not like, it's not like playing the Washington it's not. Commanders. It's not. Joy, let me ask you this. Um, because Dave made a good point, but speaking of Shady, who keeps bringing up the defensive line, is the Cowboys' defense and defensive line good enough to neutralize Jalen Hurts? Because the biggest gap is Jalen Hurts' Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush doesn't make any mistakes, but Jalen Hurts makes special plays. Only- Cooper Rush has yet to make a special play. He plays clean, but I haven't ever seen Cooper Rush been like, yo, he just did something no one else could do. Is the Cowboys' defensive line good enough to neutralize Jalen Hurts? If we're saying that they're going, he's going to make, they're going to make Jalen Hurts a non-factor. I don't believe so because I think that Jalen Hurts is that special. I do think that they can temper them. They can make things a little more complicated yeah. for them. I mean, Arizona was was able to do that. It's not like Philadelphia ran up and down the field the entire game on Arizona. You can see that by the scoring <clears throat> that it didn't go that way. However. My question is not what they're going to do to Jalen Hurts, because I think that Jalen Hurts will still be effective, just not as effective as if they weren't going against one of the top two defenses in the league. My question is, how is Cooper Rush going to answer Philadelphia's defense, who might not be as dynamic and flashy as the Cowboys' defense, but is still really, really good? And I haven't seen Cooper Rush do anything special yet. So it's my questions aren't really on that side of the ball. Yes, Phil, uh, uh, the Cowboys' defense will make things more difficult for Jalen Hurts, but I've seen Jalen Hurts do special things. How is Cooper Rush going to respond to Philadelphia's defense is my question because I haven't seen that yet. I think both – well, real quick, Dave, because i got to address Shady's point. I, uh, she, she has a great question. i got something to say. She has a great question. Go ahead. In the two games that both of these teams played the worst, they struggled with the exact same issue. The Cowboys' worst game was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Cowboys could not stop the power run game by the Bucs and Leonard Fournette. The game that the Eagles played the absolute worst, but nobody talks about it because they won by the grace of God, was against the Detroit Lions, oh my where God. DeAndre Swift, Shady's one of his top five running backs, ran for 144 yards. The two games they played the worst was when the opponent was running the ball down their throat. Mm-hmm. So to Joy's point, I'm not as worried so much about Cooper Rush. For me, the real question is, who going to be the bigger bully? Like Shady's talking about. Now, right. I got to get NFL live-ish on you. I got to get real. Let's talk some nuances of ball on okay. you real quick, okay. which you can talk about. Don't throw me Let's talk stats. about it. Don't throw me no, I'm not stats. talking no stats. Eyeballs. Okay. Eyeballs. There's a difference in the Eagles run game, the Bucks run game, the Cowboys run game. Why does this matter, America? Because styles make fights. I was talking to a great offensive line coach one time, and he told me, QB run games, not run games. Excuse you? What you mean QB run game, not run game? Was he 80? (laughs) No. (laughs) I said, said, what you mean QB run game, not run game? He said, because QB run game is based upon scheme. It's not based upon me dominating another man. Eagles run game, as you know, that's quarterback run game. Bucks run game, that's I'm going to look you in your eyes and run right through your face mask. So I don't know that the Cowboys' defense is going to be as concerned with the Eagles' run game because you know as well as I, Miles Sanders isn't Leonard Fournette. I think he's just as dynamic, but he's not running through you. 
Yeah. You feel me? I so you. I need you to speak to that as a 10,000-yard well, well, rusher. I, I get what you're saying. You're saying more just like how you run the ball. Correct. I mean, but I led the league, and I didn't run straight this power every play from under center. I did it here and there. Mm-hmm. But you can still scheme it up. You can still run a power from out the gun and have your quarterback a, as an option to run the ball. But you struggled, and I'll speak as somebody who's on the sidelines oh, watching you. Struggled. 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 Wow. Um, Let's hear this. <laughs> you struggled with – or I'll give you I'll give benefit of the doubt. You took more advantage of bigger, slower linebackers than faster, quicker linebackers. Bigger, slower linebacker, you just going to whoop, whoop. Yeah, you, yeah. you told me you gave Ray Lewis crazy work. Not my words. I didn't Sean say McCoy. that. I never said that. Oh, okay, so now you're scared. Now you're scary. Come on, come with the question. <laughs> I'm not going to come on. What's the question? So the question is, can the Eagles dominate that Cowboys running the ball, knowing that the Eagles have yeah. – the Cowboys have speed? I, I think so. It's just all about the scheme, right? We're going to run downhill. We run downhill football. If you watch – like I talked about last game, late our last drive, we ran the ball down our throats, the Cardinals. It wasn't all just, you know, RPOs and all cute schemes. Nah, we ran downhill, power running, double block schemes, right? And I think we'll do the same thing. I think that the, the Cowboys, they're fast. They're, they're side to side, they're fast. Mm-hmm. So we're running downhill, and I think we can do that. I just think the fun thing – I think you do a difference. It ain't going to be fun. Oh, it's, it's going to be fun for me. I don't have to play in it. It's going to be awesome for me. I'm still in it. Like, I'm going to be sitting on my couch unless you can find a ticket for me. Uh, no, I, I think you do a disservice talking about this Cowboys defense so straightforward. That, that's what makes it interesting to me is, like, they have so many pieces that can do so many things. Their best pass rusher is a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Micah Parsons is going to do more than line up on different edges in this game. Like, that's he's going to come through the A-gap. Yeah. They're going to have him Better. do some spy. Anthony Barr is a guy that has rushed right. the passer at times in his life. And on top of that, Dan Quinn's got three safeties that can play front and back, all three of whom have done a little bit of stuff blitzing, rushing the passer, dropping in coverage. Like, I just think it, it, it's going to be such a challenge for Jalen Hurts and, honestly, for the running game as well. I give the Eagles the benefit of the doubt at that, but there are so many maneuverable pieces for Dan Quinn to work with. It's way harder to defend than just saying, Cowboys defensive line versus Philly offensive line. It ain't going to be that. It's not, it's, here's not a sexy answer, but the real answer lies in Jeff Stoutland. I believe Jeff, Jeff is his yeah, first name. Yeah. Jeff Stoutland and Dan Quinn. They will dictate the game. If y'all don't know who those names are, clearly you know Dan. Look up Jeff Stoutland, Dan Quinn. Great line That's coach. actually the matchup you want to know about this game. Coming up, Devontae Adams. He did the unthinkable. Things happen. Things happen. <laughs> Devontae Adams pushed the photographer last night. He has sent out an apology, but the photographer filed a lawsuit. It could get ugly. Should there be discipline? That's next. B. You didn't give Ray Lewis crazy work? Dave, so you now want, you scared? Dave, you want to make now it you scared? Now, if you weren't watching last night after the game, you were shocked when you saw or heard of Devontae Adams pushing a seemingly harmless cameraman. There were angles, there were angles, and no angle looked good. Now, he shoved a credential photographer who was carrying some equipment. Adams did go to the locker room. He apologized on camera. He then went to Twitter, apologized again as well. The man has filed a police report, correcting my words earlier, not a lawsuit, a police report. I got a text message about it because uh, I watched the game. I turned the game off, and then I got a text like, yo, did you see Devontae Adams push, buddy? I turned my TV right back on, hit rewind. I watched it. I said, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, simmer down. I was surprised, surprised for a couple reasons. Number one, Devontae Adams, seemingly out of character. But number two, can't happen. No place for it, no excuse for it, no explanation for it. It can't happen. I don't like when we make 
too much leniency or grace for people in positions of power to disregard or disrespect people that aren't in positions of power because of the power. If you allow people to be entitled, then they will not know when to turn off that entitlement. So when you see athletes retire and continue to display their ability to be entitled, it's because you entitled them. So when I sit here and I watch Devontae Adams push uh, this seemingly harmless cameraman, my first thought was shock. Like, dang, that didn't seem like Devontae Adams. But my second thought, the more, more potent, powerful, and meaningful thought is like, yo, there's no place in the game for it. <clears throat> can't happen. Can't allow it. Needs to be condemned. There needs to be a punishment. But, Joy, what was your instant reaction? Yeah, I mean, it's, it sucks. No one wants to see this. You got to take care of the people that make the place go. And to your point, Devontae is in a much bigger position of power as a player and as Devontae Adams than this guy who's just carrying camera equipment. But that said, this very much looks like a reaction of anger in the moment. This is not something that is in character for Devontae Adams. And you make mistakes when you're angry. It can't happen. I agree with you. There's no excuses for it at all. But he did immediately apologize. Like he right. apologized in the locker room, and then he put out a statement apologizing again. When I think people act entitled, they do something like this, and then they don't apologize. Or they've got to wait a day and put out a prepared statement and, you know, kind of be forced into being apologetic or having remorse for their actions. This doesn't seem like this is, that's the situation with Devontae Adams. He immediately apologized in the locker room, like you said, and then he put out a statement very obviously apologizing, very much realizing – you know, what he did was wrong. So I think if you if you do apologize and it feels like it's genuine that he did feel sorry for clearly acting in anger in genuine. that moment, then, you know, that's that is good enough for me. There's obviously going to be more of this situation. As you said, there was a police report filed. Who knows what's going to happen after that? But, you know, as, as far as whether or not it should happen, obviously this can't happen. Obviously you can't, you shouldn't put your hands on somebody in this situation. He didn't do anything to threaten him. And you don't want to see it because he is in a position of power. But he apologized. That's what it is to me. Five. I just want to ask real quick. So the police report, would it be like assault? A push is like a, 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 they're, they're investigating it for assault, yeah. yeah. It's wrong. Let me say that. I hope he doesn't like lose his ta Taco Bell commercial because, right, you know, from doing something like that. I think he's just frustrated. Right, we get into the moment. I know you two don't believe in that, but things happen. You, 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 you're in a game. You miss a pass. The guy, and then when they slowed it down, it looked worse. Like, like he's just like, Urgh. but when you watch the, the actual video, like he was walking past, and the guy kind of shot in front of him a little bit, and he's like pushed him. He's wrong, and, and he should never do that. But hey, things happen. You get upset. He, he pushed him. He didn't punch him. He pushed the guy. I just think that maybe she get like a fine or something like that. I, I seen the apology. It, like he meant it. It was sincere. I just, I hate like. When I talked to you earlier about it, you're uh -oh. like, oh, my God, he's such a bad guy. It's like, I, I didn't say that. Well, you, I didn't you, say you that. You acted like he was a bad guy. I'm like, bro, it, it happens in sports. You get upset. I handle my anger differently than you do. Correct. Bro, I enjoy this. So Correct. Just give the guy at least some slack. Like, he was pissed off, and then he just reacted. There is a proper way, though, in my mind to handle anger. Not even proper. There's an allowable way. There is a legally correct way to handle anger. You can't say that. The law says that. I'm not saying, but, I mean... If you're going too far into it, like I'm not saying if somebody pisses you off, just punch him in the face. But that's I'm what like, he pissed him off. He uh, pushed him he's down. Pushing me. Dave, you've been on sidelines. Okay. Wait, wait, let me set this up. All right. Let okay. me throw you a little bit. You're good, you're good okay. guys. Okay. Let, me throw you, let me throw you. Tell me you, who. You've been on sidelines. Not that I can dunk. <laughs> 200 plus NFL games. Yeah. Literally, you've been on the field for hundreds of games in this exact situation. Bring me your insight with that perspective. Well, okay. I want to respond to what Shady said, too, because, like, <laughs> 
I joke with people like we we call ourselves normies. Like they're like when you're down there on the sideline, this is gonna sound stupid because like we all watch football, we all know how big and tough these guys are. When you're down there, you you develop a new sense of perspective on how big and strong these guys are. Fonte Adams can bench like 225 at oh, minimum. At, least. at minimum, yeah. I mean, like that's what you have to bench when you come into the NFL. <laughs> but like the his light shove is going to send me flying. And it did to this guy. So, like, I don't think – you can't just let him off the hook and say, like, oh, he just shoved him. Like, he's an NFL football player. Like, the rest – like, it, it doesn't compare. Like, I, like, y'all played in the NFL. Y'all are different. But, like, for the rest of us, a lot of people that cover this league, shoot this league, all that type of stuff, it's not the same ballpark. Like, you can't, you can't lay hands on people like that. And I've covered enough games and seen enough people frustrated after losses – to know that it doesn't happen. Like, it never happened. Don't yell at me yet, because I'm going to come back I, to you. I didn't yell at you yet, bro. The other thing, I think you got to take you got to take context into, into account here as well. Like, I was shocked to see this, because I've never met Devontae Adams. I don't know the true depth of his character. But in terms of, like, working with the media, there are few players that get it more than he does. He's won the Stand-Up Guy Award in, when, back when he was with the Packers. He won it three times. If you don't know what that is... It's an award that the beat gives out every year to a player that has been cooperative, forthcoming, friendly. A nice guy. Gives good answers. Good guy. They give it out to a player every year. Devontae won it three times in Green Bay. He won it unanimously last year. So this is not like a guy who's got this track record of acting like this. So I look at that and I say, man, Devontae Adams was with the Packers for a long time. He's never had more than two losses through five weeks in a season. He played with Aaron Rodgers for a long time. He's not used to being on a bad team. He handled it really poorly, did something that I'm sure he regrets, and in my opinion, deserves to be penalized for it. Like I, I like, would find, like him. I would find. Yeah, him. Fine. I get, I get. Uh, yeah. But but I'm not just like I'm, I'm not gonna drag the let's, guy. Let's too get much. there then. Joy, it's a moment of weakness. Shady says he should be fined. Joyce. Dave says he should be fine. Should there be discipline? If so, what should it be in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I think it should be a reasonable fine. I think your character should speak for you. If this is something that you're, you're always getting in trouble, you're always acting out, you're constantly in fights, this is something that you, this is clearly how you handle yourself, that's a different situation. But your reputation should stand for you when you make a, a poor decision in a moment of weakness, as, as Dave said. This feels like a moment of anger and weakness. And yes, sometimes people do things they regret in moments of anger. Like, mostly everyone does right. that. Exactly. Whether you're an adult or a child or, you or a lot whatever. Or you lift a football player. It, yeah. So, right. and, and again, I'm not trying to make light of this at all. I'm, I'm positive he regrets it. He's told us he regrets it. He apologized immediately. He didn't need someone to go beg him to have some perspective on the situation. He's clearly a guy who, like, appreciates the media and understands how all this works. He's not a rookie. He's a seasoned veteran, one of the biggest stars in the league. Yes, he is. So, like, to me... This was a bad moment that I hated to see because I, I do think as, a, as someone who's in a position of power, you have to be very aware of treating everybody else with grace, especially people who don't have the same amount of power as you do. But this was a moment. This was a, sure. this was a moment and it should be treated to me as a moment. So here's where I stand because Shady, uh, Joy, it, to me, it's not even a matter of being on a pedestal. It's a matter of everybody does things they regret when they're angry. But there's a difference between doing something you regret when you're angry and inflicting bodily harm on another person where you're angry. That, well, why do you, why, let's stop there. Why do you look like that? Like, why that response? My, my thing is, like, like, he just talked about how he's a good guy, right? What's the, what's the award called? Stand uh, up. Stand up. Three times. Three times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that award, three times. So he just had a weak moment. 
Acho, it happens. He's human. There's a difference between a weak – your weak moment shouldn't cost me something. Is that is that not fair? A push? But, okay, but that's where I I'm go sorry, back and say, like, like, like his he, push he is not the same. But my thing, oh, my God. It's true. He only hurt to me right there. He got right up. I would agree with that. Okay. He, got, he had a weak moment. The guy's a three-time – Stand, Stand up, up guy. Yeah, that, that, that award three times. He made a mistake. He got frustrated. And then he, and then soon he got in the locker room. He's like, damn, why'd I do that? That happens. And that's like, we always have these arguments on camera and off camera. <laughs> People have, they have weak moments. They, I, I hear you. I, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to move. I'm going to say this. Just because you have a weak moment pray, doesn't, pray mean, for look, pray for doesn't mean somebody else should suffer because of your weak moment. What, ahead, what would you do, Acho? Um, We've all said. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that a – Don't call Oprah. <laughs> I don't think that a fine is enough because the point of punishment is to discourage future behavior. Like, that's why you punish anybody from a child to an adult is to discourage future behavior. Is a $25,000, $50,000 fine enough to discourage future behavior? I do not think I so. Think, I think so. I think if you are going to fine him, it would have to be so substantial that it discourages future behavior, not just from him, for Devontae Adams. But like, what? Excess of $100,000. So here's, here's where I would push back on that. One... This doesn't happen all the time. I've never really even seen this happen. I've seen people shove cameras out of their face or whatever, like, but that's not causing physical harm to another person. Like, I've never seen a player put their hands on, uh, on anyone in the media, anyone on the sidelines at all. This is not something that's, like, out of control, rampant pe- thing that's happening. And as we said, this is not Devontae's character. This right. was an isolated incident both around the league in the history of the league, and with Devontae Adams as a person. So if you get to the point where you are over-penalizing and overreacting to an isolated incident, here's what's going to happen. Because you've been on sidelines, I've been on sidelines, you guys have played, and you've also been on sidelines. What's going to happen is the players are going to make sure this won't happen again. So the access will, will go down. Because there's no way as a player that I'm letting right. anyone within a 10-feet radius of me, if there's a chance that I'm going to get fined $100,000 because I swing around backwards and hit someone or whatever, like, that's how those things happen. Like, it's an uncomfortable thing, but, like, that's what it is. So overreactions to isolated incidents can cause other reactions as well. I like, co-sign. Like, there's, not, there's not, like, a, a rampant issue with the protection of the media on the sidelines. Right. No, there yeah, isn't, but for, what, for what sure. you, you create laws and punishments and all of those things for when things go bad. So I don't think you have it for when things go good. You create a law and a contract, not because things are going good. If you have a law or a contract or a prenup or whatever the case may be, it's not for when the marriage is going great. It's when things hit the fan. So when I think about it, Joyce, like if there is a punishment, it's not because of we assume it's going to go bad. There's a punishment in the event it ever does. Y'all know this is where we stand and this is where we have to stand in order to protect, if nothing else, the integrity of the game and the optics of the game. Because optically, that looked bad. Don't sue me. Don't sue me. I'll push you. Little tap. Little tap, tap. I almost fell out of my chair. Little tap, tap. I promise you, next time I'll sue. I really will. (laughs) Coming up, Carson Wentz had some major shade thrown at him. I can't even read the tease. Here's what really happened. Carson Wentz coach said something wild that y'all have to hear about next. Wild. Carson, you better assume you really should. Welcome back, family. We got to get to Washington immediately. Head coach Ron Rivera, he made headlines yesterday. He was asked about the difference between his team and the other teams in the NFC East. And he simply said, quarterback. Like quarterback is Carson Wentz. Go ahead and speak up, coach. 
the truth is that, that this is a quarterback-driven league. And if you look at the teams that have been able to sustain success, they've been able to build it around a specific quarterback. <laughs> he said what he said. Oh. Shady to uh, Ron Rivera across the line. And he looked confident, too. As the quarterback, I mean. <laughs> yeah, he crossed the line. You can't. Listen, as the head coach, you run the franchise. You run the team. You don't call out every coach that makes bad uh, calls, bad plays. You don't call them out. Don't call your quarterback out. Mm. We all know that, that Carson Wentz doesn't play well. We know that. And I blame him why he crossed the line because the same guy that Carson Wentz is right now, he was that before you got him. Mm. So when you brought him to your team, you knew he was going to turn the ball over. You knew he was going to make bad plays, bad, bad decisions with the ball. You knew this. So now you're trying to call him out. I don't like that because now it's like you single-handedly like pointing the finger at him. Like, yo, he did this. It's his fault. That was that, that. And, and a coach like that, I respect. And I'm, and I'm so surprised he did that because knowing about Coach Rivera, like he's like a respected coach. That was really low. That was shady. Aha. Yeah, I never used that. Before. I see what you did there. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to act like I wasn't surprised. I mean, to Shady's point, it's Ron Rivera. He's not a guy that, you know, just throws words out and, you know, does things flippantly. Very respected. You really never see this. Ever. I've never seen it before, ever from a coach. But he ain't, he's not lying. <laughs> I mean, I didn't hear any lies no. in my ear. So I can't be that mad at it. I know we always want people to say the right thing and do the right thing, and everybody's got to be buttoned up and clutch their pearls and make sure that everything is perfect and Stepford Wives, and yeah, that's, that's all good and fine. But sometimes people just got to tell the truth. And the truth is Carson Wentz is, is just not very good. I, I just, I mean, I've been on this, so this is not new to me. Sure. I've been on this since day one. I've never been a Wentz guy. I think he has a very high ceiling and an even lower floor. And now we have really gotten to see what he is capable of. Like, he's had multiple opportunities. It's not like he's been with bad coaches. Ron Rivera is a respected coach. He's not like he's been in completely toxic situations. Right. The Colts aren't a bad organization. Like, it's like time and time again, people really don't want to ride for Carson Wentz. At some point or another, it's three organizations. It's, I mean, we all know somebody who just can't keep stuff right. Like, after a while, homie, this is on you. Like, honey, you it's called a therapist, all right? The change needs to come within. And with this situation, I just I can't help but to harken back to the fact that he's not in Philadelphia anymore because there were some issues in the locker room. And then he's not with the Colts anymore because we saw how he played at the end of the season and there were some issues in the locker room. And now here we are again with Ron Rivera doing something pretty unprecedented and calling out his quarterback, saying he's the reason why we're losing. Rivera was out of line. Out of line. He was out of line. He didn't tell a lie, um, but he didn't need to tell the truth. Yeah. Like that, that truth yeah. didn't Even if we know the truth? Yes, because it's one thing for us to talk about the quarterback. It's another thing for Rivera to talk about the quarterback. Well, the reason he shouldn't say it, let's talk about why he shouldn't say it. Because if you Carson Wentz, the last thing you need in the midst of the season, we're not even in mid-October yet, you still got 11, 12 games left, is for your head coach to go out there and say, you are the reason that you all are losing. Because truth be told, Carson Wentz was the only reason they were actually in that game. Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz That's gives yeah. and Carson Wentz takes away. Right. That's the problem with Carson Wentz. He gives and he takes away. Carson Wentz is the blackjack player that bets at the wrong time. He bets heavy at the wrong time. He be winning hands. I swear he be winning hands. It's but then when he goes it's all been a while in, since he's won well, here's here my thing. Can we go to the big board? Sorry, I didn't give y'all heads up. We're going to the big board. We're here. Shady, I was watching the game this morning on the stair stepper before I rewatched our game. And I said, wait a second. Carson be winning hands. 
He just don't be winning the hands he's supposed to win. This is an amazing throw. The slot fade is what he has to win. It's one safety at the top. The only place you can go with it, the best place, is a slot fade. Carson Wentz throws a perfect, That's a ball. Perfect, that's a ball. That's a ball. That's a ball. It's the hardest route to defend in football, and it's a ball. But then... Later on in the game, when it's time for Carson to put all his money up, 2-5. Just be yourself. Go with the goal line. I need you to put all your money up, Carson. Tell I need it. you to win this hand. Tell it. What happened? Interception. There it is. They are in drop eight coverage. Carson, you can't throw into the middle of the field in drop eight coverage. Drop eight means they're literally dropping eight defenders. They're yeah. only rushing three. So first thing he does is he goes out the back of the end zone. And That's it's first and goal. Oh, now here's God. second and goal, 2-5. Oh, okay, okay. Drop eight coverage again. Carson, you cannot go into the field and drop nine. They drop in nine defenders, but it's fine. Incomplete. Fool me once, shame on you. Twice, shame on me. Carson, they did it again. You can't go here. You gotta throw it out. You gotta throw it to the outside receiver. You can't throw it in the drop eight coverage. He gives and he taketh away. That is my issue. It's not that Carson don't play good ball. It's just that he too plays bad ball. But either way, regardless of the ball, head coach Ron Rivera can't say it. Dave Helm. No, and look, I'll sound hypocritical because as a reporter, I dream of press conferences like that. <laughs> I'll just keep taking you on the inside of my job. Like when you're at a press conference and a coach says that. You look up from your laptop and you go, I got my story today. Whatever else I was working on is done because I got to get that out as quickly as I can. So, like, that is a reporter's dream. But the reason reporters dog on coaches is like, oh, they don't ever say anything. They're so boring. That's because this is what happens when you say the real thing. It turns into a, a, a media storm. You got now you got to he, he talked to Carson Wentz today. That's what Ron Rivera said today. He had to go talk to him and the team, clear the air. Yeah. Hey, man, sorry. I told the world that you're trash. Like, <laughs> how are you supposed to focus on anything? Like you get you got a game to play. They got a game to play on Thursday. Like they don't even have the benefit of waiting for the weekend. They got and And now they got to address like, hey, man, I don't really think you're terrible. You mind playing against I the know. Bears? for me like you just I hate that I love I love when coaches say the real like it's my favorite thing in the world but they're not supposed to do it talk to me this is the thing though like we have it's a brotherhood right so like I I never want to like talk about my brother to the media you can't so my my thing is so now if if the head coach who's the leader of the whole organization right well for the team Mm -hmm. if he says oh we're losing games because our quarterback is trash well what do you think the Lions gonna think about the quarterback now what do you think the wide receivers don't think about the quarterback now? So now it's like we all, if the head man thinks he's trash, well, damn it, he's trash. So now as a team, how can we get better? How do we move better? But even, Shady, I'm going to raise you that. Well, what Wayne say? I told the judge I couldn't budge. It was him or me. I'm looking at Wentz now. If I'm Wentz, oh, next time y'all come at me, oh, why we call that play? Right. Because the, yeah, same, the, the very same thing. Because the, the plays right there. Oh, no, I'm going to say that. Like, where you going to go with the ball? Why you calling that yeah. play? And the, and the last, last thing I want to say about the coach even addressing that, it's like, if you're making this, you know, comments about me, saying I'm playing bad, you're not going to say about nobody else. And then my, my, my last point is, why would you go get me then? He's playing the same way he's always played. So if I've always been trash, why come get me? That's my question. Because what he's doing now, he did last year. Yeah. The same thing. Oh. Do good plays, good plays. Oh, interception. Indy was thrilled when Washington called them. They were Thrill. like, yes, And then they, they traded for him. Yeah. Joy, I need you to get in here because – Cowboys colors, Eagles colors, yeah, and yeah, like Commanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got the whole <laughs> East represented. Yeah. I just look good in blue. I mean, you are kind of like in a giant. You got some Giants blue <laughs> going there, yeah. Um, is Carson Wentz taking too much heat? Like, it's just no. a lot of heat. He's taking no. a lot of heat. No. First of all, you you the guy, you the quarterback. It, it is on you. You're also playing bad. 
And the reason I, I raise my hand, because we can talk about, you know, what this team is, it's the Washington Commanders. This is one of the most dysfunctional organizations in all of professional sports. We don't need to get into the ownership there, but I have a sneaky suspicion that maybe this wasn't fully Ron Rivera's co-signed uh, decision to bring him in. They do have Taylor Heineke, who, I, you know, we don't think is think great, solid. but he's solid. He's solid yeah. And if you're Ron Rivera, you're concerned about keeping your job and you maybe don't have the final say to pull Carson Wentz because you did trade for him and now he's here and he's a bigger name than Taylor Heineke. Maybe you feel like you'd be winning games with Taylor Heineke. Maybe you feel that way. Mm. We're talking about like that, that in Dallas, obviously for different reasons, but maybe that's why Ron Rivera is like, hey, I can see that he is not good, that he's the reason why we're losing. But maybe, you know, I can't say it, but I don't have the power to make this call to get Carson Wentz up out of here. That is a wonderful point, and it's my favorite part of this. The original question was something along the lines of, like, what is stopping Washington from having a winning record like the other three teams in the East? And he said quarterback. Well, okay, look in that division. Like, I mean, Jalen Hurts is playing great. Leave him out of the conversation. But the other two... Daniel Jones and Cooper Rush, like, they're not in the MVP race. Daniel Jones has thrown three touchdowns to two picks. He's got two rushing touchdowns. Cooper Rush has thrown four touchdowns in, what, four games? And, I mean, he hasn't turned the ball over. Like, he's not asking Carson Wentz to be, like, in the MVP race. He's saying, no, he's just asking him him not to have the third most interceptions in the league and be tied for fourth most giveaways. True, but he's also asking Carson Wentz to do more. To play quarterback, not, not manage it. Yes, because like, he's, ask, be he's asking Carson Wentz go win the game. Cooper Rush is being told not to lose the game. Daniel Jones is being told not to lose the game. Jalen Hurts is being told, they, they hey, Jalen just go be Jalen. For a reason. Like, exactly right. Okay, like, Carson so then, is being so asked then, to go win. So then can we have the conversation about how not good Carson is? Because shouldn't the expectation of a fake MVP be that you should go out there and win the game? Yes, that's shade because he did not win an MVP. My point is, should their expectations be higher for Carson Wentz then? Then Cooper, then Cooper Rush, shouldn't the expectations be yes. higher for Carson Wentz that, that, than Daniel Jones? To me, that's the so reality. So if that's not it, then let's just say what he is. To me, Carson Wentz is a victim of the expectation that his 2017 season set before him. Carson Wentz is not playing worse than Matthew Stafford. He's not playing worse than Matt Ryan. He's not playing worse than Russell Wilson. But only one head coach is out there saying, hey, what's the problem? Quarterback. Coming up, the Chiefs thought they had a strip sack last night, but there is one call. One call that happened yesterday and the day before that some are saying is ruining the integrity of the sport that owns four days a week. We're going to talk about that call next. That's a good point right there, Thank you, We got to get back to last night's game because I've seen some bull eye. This call that the refs made is late in the game. Chiefs need it. Chris Jones, seemingly a strip sack, but... He landed on quarterback Derek Carr, and it was called roughing the passer because he put his full body weight on Carr. That's an automatic first down, led to a field goal before halftime. You see Big Red turning as red as his jacket. It was an egregious call. Joy, I know you're hot on it. What should the league do about that, roughing the passer calls in general? Yeah, I had never seen Andy Reid so mad. I was a little concerned. Like he's so <laughs> Big Red. <laughs> might, might get physical out here. Uh, but this is terrible. I mean, it just it just is, especially in that scenario. You know, he sacks him, fumbles, fumble recovery, could have possibly ran it in for a touchdown. They call it call the play dead. It's a big situation. They're down like this is this is regulating a part of football out of the game that is crucial. We know we want to protect quarterbacks. We know we want to keep the star quarterbacks on the field. But if this is going to be the cost of it, then we have to really 
consider changing the rules. I'm all for protecting quarterbacks. I don't want to see a bunch of backup quarterbacks out there, a bunch of bad quarterback play. We know that the offensive side of the ball is favored at this point. That's what brings in ratings, and this is a business. But there is integrity to the game. There are two sides to the ball, three phases of the game, special teams. If you're going to protect the player, the quarterback, to this level, to me, you have to significantly change the rules. And they have to be able to protect the defensive player as well. He's a 325-pound man. He's going full speed downhill. What's he supposed to do? You're supposed to levitate over him, like knock him over and then do a cartwheel? What, what realistically do you expect defensive players to do? So to me, they have to change the rules entirely, and that's going to change how we watch this game. Yeah, you got to protect the quarterback. I get that. But protect the quarterback at what expense and at whose expense? Go back 2018, quick history lesson. William Hayes trying to avoid a sack on Derek Carr. While trying to avoid a sack on Derek Carr, William Hayes, defensive player for the Denver Broncos, tears his ACL trying to avoid a roughing the passer call because that roughing the passer decision was instilled in 2018, the summer, and William Hayes in September is trying to avoid a sack. Instead, he tears his ACL. He never plays again. Quarterback Derek Carr, the same Derek Carr from last night, said after William Hayes tore his ACL, I wish he would have just landed on me. I don't want to see a player tearing his ACL. Protect the quarterback. But at whose expense? And that's where we are now. I understand it's about the quarterback. It's about player safety. The quarterbacks make the money. They're the highest paid. They sell the most tickets. But there's an ecosystem in football. And quarterbacks look better because defenses pressure them. And so you look more miraculous because you're outdoing a great defense. The greatest plays that Patrick Mahomes makes aren't where the defensive back falls. It's because the defensive back is in great coverage and Patrick Mahomes makes an even greater pass. You need the defense to look good. You need the defense for the game to exist. I'm all for protecting the quarterback, Shady, but at whose expense uh -uh. and at what expense? Uh -uh. No, 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 no. So, and, and all American sports, right, what generates the most money? Football? Football, yes, sir. Because okay. of the quarterback. Now, now that's a sad story, and, and I don't want nobody to tear the ACLs, but the NFL, they don't care about that, right? They only care about the quarterback. It's a true story. You're not wrong. They only change rules for the offense, offense of quarterbacks. For example, when Tom Brady tore his ACL, uh, they played. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Tennessee, Somebody rolled on his ankle or on his knee, right? So. Tackle on his knee, boom. Mm -hmm. They changed that rule. Whoa, whoa, we can't have that. The, the, the point being is the NFL is generated by points, offense, uh, ticket sales. That generates the money. We don't care about no sacks. The, the number two thing, when you tackle somebody and you put all that 320 pounds, you say, on my shoulder, what happens next? Collarbone. Quarterback's out. They don't want to see that. They don't want to see in the playoffs having backup quarterbacks running around here playing for, for, the, for the Chiefs or, or, or the – for the Raiders. They don't want to see that. So my answer to you is, I get what you're saying. I wouldn't change the rules. Keep it what it is because it's all about the money. Nobody cares about the defense. Okay. I mean, I, I care like about what? watching entertaining football, though. I, I agree with you. And, like, you. I don't want to see backups either, but. Hey, calm down. All right, okay, no, calm back up down. Quarterbacks. You feel me? No, I watch you all day. I watch you play. God, I'm going to go no. watch your you tape. Was, you, was good, you was a good backup. I'm going to go dog. watch your tape for 2014. You know what I'm saying? I, at what point do you water it down to where it's not entertaining anymore? Like, we've already made so many changes. The middle of the field is completely wide open. Like, run a, catching a ball across the middle of the field used to be, like, a suicide mission in the NFL. It's not anymore. You can't block certain ways. You can't hit the quarterback low because of Tom Brady. You can't right. tackle certain ways. As of right. Sunday, you can't hurt Tom Brady's feelings, that's I right. guess, because that's a roughing that we're not even talking about. Yeah. It, it ruins, like, the enjoyment of the game when I feel like not only does the defense have a hand tied behind its back, but, like, that's the intention of the game. Like, it drives dirty me, hit. That's it a drives dirty me hit. crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a dirty crazy. hit. Sorry, Grady Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. Get it Sorry right. you aggravated Tom Brady. Arr! 
Sorry, I mean, that's not see, a he la- see, no, 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 it's right there. You can't land on him. That is no. a joke. Don't land yeah, on that him. is a joke. Here's the problem, though. I, while everything you're saying is true, what you're saying is true, it is about Thanks the quarterbacks. It right. is about the quarterbacks. That is where the money comes from. We want to see points. Ratings reflect that. This right. is an entertainment business. I get it. I'm for all that. But here's the issue I have. If you want to do that and you want to protect the quarterback, I understand that. But then if I'm a defensive player, this is the compromise that has to be. If I get two hands on you, okay. play's over. Go to whistle. You don't want me I to like, knock I you like over. That. You don't want me to See? throw you on the ground. You don't want me to land on you. Two hands on you, it's a wrap. I don't need anybody else to come push you back. Ain't no escaping me and, and going and, and running away, making a further play. As soon as I get two hands on you, the play is done. That's it. Because you can't have it both ways. That's the problem with the situation, is that it's only benefiting the quarterbacks. What about and it's like making Lamar, it impossible. Lamar and no, and that's, that's, see, But that's what I'm saying. You're getting saying. rid of something great you're, about the game. You're taking something away from the game, but you've got to take it away evenly if it's going to make logical sense for the game. You can't protect the quarterback so much that the defensive players are at a disadvantage. I should still what's, be what's able... What's wrong with that? You should, no, I should still be able to make a play as a defensive player, yeah. but if, I'm, if you want me to protect you physically, right. I will. Two hands on you... Plays over. But we would hate that, too. And that's why, like... I, yes, of course we would hate it. But the, but you can't... It can't exist the way no. it is now because and there's that's no why incentive for anybody to make plays on defense. There's a compromise that I don't think involves a rule change on the field. Acho, you, you come up here every Saturday and watch college football in your pink suit. You look really good doing it. What do they do in college football? Review it. Review it. Review everything. Review the play and say, like, why, why can't you go take four minutes to look at – not even four. Take two minutes to look at the play and say, no, there was an intent to injure there. That's not roughing right. the pack. Pick the flag up. They do it in college football every weekend. That is a soft. Like, real come quick, on. Real quick, when I, my last year with the Bucks, the, the D lineman was teaching. So they had, like, the bags. They were hitting the bags like a, like a sack, and they were rolling on the side of it. So that lets me know that, oh, so you do know how to make a sack. You do not accept the quarterback and not land all that weight yeah, on Shady, them. Yeah, They were hitting the back. They were hitting the back and falling aside. That the was a sack, fumble, fumble recovery. Hey, there, is, there is purpose to hitting a quarterback hard. Coming up, we right. did realize that the Chiefs won the game regardless of that terrible call. And it leaves really two at the top of the throne. Chiefs, Three. Eagles, and the AS. Eagles. Welcome back in. Let's check in on the social life. Cowboys star linebacker Michael Parsons. He was watching the game last night. Kelsey, four. Do the Raiders understand that the ball is going to him? He's talking about Travis Kelsey catching four touchdowns last night in the win. I'm sitting there watching the game. I was thinking the exact same thing. Chiefs won the game by a point. Raiders one for two, didn't get it. But the real talk is now that the Chiefs are elite, the Buffalo Bills and the AFC, they're elite. So it just had me thinking, are the Chiefs actually on the Bills level. I'm not convinced that they are. I'm not convinced that they are because the Bills, in my mind, they're more diverse on offense. Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs. The Bills, on my mind, they're just as good as quarterback. Josh Allen, four touchdown passes in the first half against Mike Tomlin Steelers. The Bills are significantly better on defense at every level. Cornerback, safety, assuming Jordan Poirier is healthy, even though they lost the other beast to safety. uh, Linebacker, defensive line, safety, They're just better everywhere. So for that reason, the Bills are still a leap, a level, not a leap, a level above the Chiefs. But, Joy, let me ask you, are the Chiefs on the Bills' level? Are the Bills on the Chiefs' level? Oh. What are we talking about here? We've had head-to-head matchups. What's the record? They had number 10. (laughs) What happened? (coughs) They had number 10. They look all right to me. They look all right to me. They're not as fast, but you said it earlier, they're just as efficient. 
Travis Kelsey, what did, what did Micah just say? Bang. Everyone watching that game, everyone in the building there, everyone on the yeah. sideline knows we're going to Travis Kelsey. Do something about it. Nothing. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. What am I going to do? Terrible. Throw it to Travis Kelsey. Terrible. What's he going to do? Catch it. Terrible. Score another touchdown. Nothing you're going to do Celebrate about it. You want to talk zone. about bully ball? That's bully ball. Yeah, that's when true. everyone knows you're going to one guy and there's still nothing you can do about it, that's bully ball. Are the Bills on the Chiefs level? They're 2-0 in the playoffs against the Bills. I got to see it. You got to knock me off before I start talking about you're on my level. And I I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. It's not hate on the Bills. It just is what it is. You you love to measure quarterback to quarterback all the time. Yep. What is it? Patrick Mahomes is winning this this race. He's beating them thus far. Here's my problem, though. It's not that the Raiders – couldn't do anything about stopping Travis Kelsey. It was that they were too dumb to try. Yeah, that was bad. And that's where I'm like, the Bills not going to make that mistake. But here's my real concern, and then, Shady, I can't wait to get you in on this or get it on in ahead of time. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't gain trust in somebody else, he's not going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs because the Chiefs defensively, their mind is just better than other defensive minds. I'm watching a game, and I saw this one play. Go to the board? And I had to go to the board. Come this time. Come this time. I'm only oh, here. Man. Two five. I'm watching this play, and I'm like, Patrick yeah. Mahomes, he's not even going to look at Juju. Why would you? Juju's <laughs> going to be wide open, y'all. Wide open. And okay. he's going to be wide open before Travis Kelsey. Watch oh, this. I've seen that. Yeah, this is why it's hilarious. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is looking at Juju right. wide open, right. and he's like, nope, I ain't doing it. Excuse, I ain't doing excuse it. me. Excuse <laughs> me. He's like, get out the way. I'm going to Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Now, here's my thought process. A good defense. Wait, wait, sit down. Yeah, sit, down. Oh, okay. sit down. We're done. A good defense, Joy, a good defense, Dave, they're taking away Travis Kelsey. They're taking away your first option. We see Bill Belichick do it time and time again. We will see Sean McDermott do it. That's why I still think the Bills are on another level. Dave, where are you at? That can be, you're, I mean, he caught four touchdowns. Ooh. Amazing. Although, I, I think Travis Kelsey finished with like 25, 25 yards. 25 yards, seven catches. So who else was he throwing to moving the ball? I know, I know that he had another bad drop. That is a wonderful point. But Marquez Valdez-Scantling led that team in receiving yards yeah, last year. This, this game. Not to mention the Bill. Uh, excuse me. The Chiefs continue to run the ball a lot better than what you associate yeah. the Chiefs with. Again, they're different. They're still potent. And my point is, okay, maybe this is. I feel like this is a recency bias thing Not on your me. part because the most recent Bills game was them pasting Kenny Pickett. Good job. But like two weeks ago, they fell down twenty to three to the Ravens. Now they came back and won. So did the Chiefs. On the road. On like the, road. I, the, on the, the road. resume to me, the resumes—they're not all that different. They're pretty different. The Bills beat up on a Rams team that does not look very good. The Chiefs beat up on the Cardinals. They've both come back from big deficits. They've both got a loss that makes you kind of think like, eh, no, that probably no, shouldn't happen. Don't do happen. that to me. Don't do that to what? me. That Bills loss to the Miami Dolphins when the Miami Dolphins were rolling in Miami is much different than that Chiefs yeah. loss to the Colts. Don't I'm, do that to okay, me. Okay, but the Bills should have won that game. They ran 100 plays. They were on the goal line with a chance to take the lead with like three minutes to play. I guarantee you the Bills are up in Buffalo or Orchard Park. They're like, we should have beaten the Dolphins that day. We absolutely should have. Yeah, no, it's not no like doubt the, about it. No not like the Dolphins it. kicked their ass. So I, I just think the resumes are very similar. Fortunately, once again, this is amazing. Like, we've got two rubber-meets-the-road games this weekend. we got Eagles-Cowboys and now these guys. I'm taking the Chiefs because they have Patrick Mahomes. It's that easy. It's, I know that's oversimplifying it. Give me 15 in red and yellow until otherwise notified. 
I don't even know why you're looking at me like that. 15's a bad man. He is. He's a bad man. He is. Andy Reid is a bad man. He calls them plays up. Travis Kelsey's a bad man. That's where it stops. <laughs> That's where it stops. So my thing, when you play a, a – first of all, Sean McDermott ain't going to sit there and play man no. with no pressure. No. no. The two times I've seen him pressure, they, they stopped him. No. Right? I, I'll say this. The, the, the Bills team collectively together, they got pass rushers mm. on defense. Von Miller, right? Hall of Fame. They got pretty good secondary. Jordan right? Poyer, all pro. Okay. And then on the offense, they got Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. All and pro. then Gabe is getting busy. busy. So I just look at the team. I feel like the head-to-head – I don't see like even though they're, they're they're moving like a machine and they're doing well. I guess I guess an elite team. I don't see if if they can do a lot with that type of offense when it's only Travis Kelsey and and the regular and the regular wide receivers ho- hoping they're gonna catch the ball. I watched two drops. No, it's yo, yo, it, look, it's look, a bro, problem. Come on, catch this, please. It's a problem. Oh God. Hey, easy. <laughs> yo, I watched my man Scale hit the ball. I'm like, what the? What did I know? Pat, Pat, like, mm, mm, I know what he's thinking. So my thing is, when you go on four against a top team, where we gonna need points, because they gonna need points against Buffalo. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can't. Yeah. You gotta count on more than just Travis Kelsey. I'm very curious to see Von Miller in this game because this is why he's here. This is why he's this on exactly the right. This is why we got it. Exactly yeah. right. It was last time they needed him in Los Angeles. He showed up in the Super Bowl for two sacks. Cannot wait. Coming up, it's time to. Uh oh. It's the speak standings, I'm, I'm y'all. Last? Where do we all? I'm, wait, fall? am I last? We got to handle family business. Is so this... they just ranked him in order of a best profile shot. <laughs> I guess I'm last. I know I'm not I guess I'm last. Mac. Get out of here. <laughs> Damn, I'm last again. <laughs> okay, let's take care of some family business and yes. reveal where we rank after week five in picking every single NFL game. Right. Dang, they started to catch me. But surely. You ha- okay, what was what was I, your pick? I'm starting to catch you. What, what mistake did you oh, make? Oh, he's a jerk. Uh, well, I mean, the, the mistake I made was I, I trusted the Bengals to win on Sunday night. That didn't Trash. Come through for me. Uh, Joy, what, what mistake did you make on the week? I, mean, I, I don't remember. Teddy Bridgewater went out. I don't even remember. First my, play. My uh, yeah. you but I was 11-5. I had the best record this week. You did. Joy went 11-5, 10-6, 10-6, 9-7. Tell America that you picked Carson Wentz. Do it. I, look, yeah. I switched at the last moment and I picked Carson Wentz. <laughs> I got to the goal line and barely lost. I picked the Browns and it's we missed the 54-yard field goal. Okay? I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Okay? <laughs>